Welcome to the SBS Tour de France podcast sponsored by Zwift. It was famously used by Matt Heyman to prepare for his victory at Paris-Roubaix. You can use it too for your own goals. Visit Zwift.com to learn how to join the digital peloton today. Uh, welcome to the Zwift to the France podcast episode 11. Uh, I remind you that you can download, stream this podcast on uh, SoundCloud. You can always uh, also find it on uh, iTunes where you can also actually put a comment or put uh, a ratings. And that's always welcome because we'd like to hear from you. Uh, you can also contact us on Twitter where we are at Cycling Central and contact our lovely partners at Zwift, uh, the lovely partners of this podcast. Yesterday was the rest day, so today will be a special podcast. We talk to none other than Thomas Vockler, exclusive interview in English, only for SBS. Uh, Thomas Vockler, nice uh, to have you in the Zwift Tour de France uh, podcast. I guess my first question is, how are you feeling approaching this, what, what would be your last Tour de France? I just try to enjoy each moment. Uh, What was a little bit special was the previous day or the previous week bef before the tour. And uh, I'm a little bit surprised, but uh, since the start in Dusseldorf, I'm really concentrated on the race and uh, I manage not to think uh, too much about the, thing, the, about the fact that uh, this is my last tour. But obviously sometimes I think about it, but uh, not uh, from the morning until the evening. Do you see the signs on the side of the road? Yeah, yeah. I'm uh, impressed uh, with this, but uh, not really surprised because uh, it's now so many years that people, all the crowd are behind me. And uh, it's a pleasure that uh, everybody f thanks me for, for all I have uh, done on the tour. Sometimes uh, when I saw a nice thing, merci Thomas, I try to give them a, a little hand, but uh, when the speed is is very high, it's difficult because you have to to stay concentrated on the on the wheel, which is uh, in front of you. Because uh, if you look at uh, on the left and on the right, you don't see the rider who is breaking just before you, and uh, you you can crash. How do you approach when you look at the route? Uh, how do you approach that, that tour? Do you see stages? Have you pinpointed here, marked uh, stages where you think we're going to see the grand Thomas Vauclair? Not really, because uh, now it's my 15th tour. And uh, what I understand during all, uh, all these years is that when you, when you try to choose one or two stages, it's very difficult to be at the right uh, time, at the right moment, at the, at the right place. And uh, it means that uh, you can be really disappointed if you don't manage to be in the breakaway this way, this day. Uh, I prefer taking uh, day by day. I managed to take a nice breakaway two days ago. But uh, the fact is that now it's been uh, five or three or four years that... Uh, My goal are not really to win a stage or to be to take a jersey, a mountain jersey, or to take or to make really a, pl a nice result in a stage. 
I only want to, to take pleasure uh, because uh, since 2003, my first Tour de France, I had so many great moments, I had so many memories in my, my mind that uh, all happens since a, a couple of years is only bonus for me. But obviously, if I, uh, if I manage to be at the front, like two days ago, I gave 100%, I give all I, all I can, but uh, I don't have special goal and I don't have uh, in my head. I have one stage that I prefer, I have a feeling for, is the stage uh, which arrived in Peragud in the Pyrenees because I won two times uh, in Bagnères de Luchon just uh, uh, near Peragud. How much do you share with the, the younger member of the team? Are they asking for your, your experience? Are they asking for your, your help in how to manage? Because you've got such, such experience with the, the tour. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not a guy who speaks a lot and all, um, give uh, always advices. Uh, all, uh, all day long, but uh, I try with my behavior to be with my way to ride, my way to be with the media, for example, with the public, with uh, with my attacks, my my place in the bunch. I want to teach them how to how to ride, but uh, a young rider must also be able to to be himself and to to grow by himself by observing but uh, to be to be to, to grow by himself that's the main important do you know you're very popular in australia you you came to australia and you didn't do the tour yeah unfortunately uh, i think it was in 2013 uh, i was really pleased to go to ride down under and uh, once I arrived uh, during a training, I broke my collarbone and I had to go back to France. I made 48 hours uh, flight uh, during uh, two days. And uh, during the short, short time I spent in Australia, I was, uh, it was a very good moment because uh, even if it's a uh, thousand, thousand kilometers away from France, you can see the Tour de France is very popular. And maybe in 2011 when uh, I raced uh, against Cadet Evans, and he, uh, and he wins. He is an Australian who wins, and I made four, even if I, I wore the jersey. Maybe it's a nice story between Australia and me. Yeah, you're very popular. <laughs> uh, if you uh, look back at uh, you know your, your dreams when you were a, a little Thomas, eight years old Thomas, do you think he would be pleased with what you've achieved if you were meeting yourself again when you were eight? Well. I didn't, uh, uh, when I was, uh, I only started cycling when I was uh, 13, so, but I really wanted to ride the Tour de France, but I didn't, I didn't say to myself, one day I will, but uh, I wanted to, um, but I didn't knew if I will manage, but uh, at 13 or when I uh, when I reached the professional, if you told me now it's been 17 years um, was uh, I have been a professional, if you told me that I will wear the yellow jersey during 20 days and I will win uh, many races, I would have loved uh, for, for sure. Do you have a highlight of your career that you... one you will bring with you on the last days? Or last during, the, during the tour, it's... Uh, Little 
too difficult for me to make a classification because uh, all the good moments I spent on the bike on the tour, the two times I wore the yellow jersey, the jersey, the, the jersey of the best climber in Paris, the four stages I won, each one have really the flavor for me. And personally, uh, for me, my best memory is not on the tour, is my second title of French champion, uh, because it was in my, in my country, in Vendée, and uh, I, I had a lot of pressure, and uh, this is the moment in my, in my career which provides me much emotion. The tour starts in Vendée next year. Yeah. Uh, your team, Direct Energy, is based in Vendée. Is there no way you can change your mind? Just one more, just one more. No, when I, when I say that I will stop my, I will end my career uh, at the end of this tour, I didn't knew the tour 2018 was starting in Vendée. I have to be honest, it's uh, harder than uh, three or four years ago to fight for, to be at the front of the race, to take risks because it's uh, very dangerous. And uh, especially when I, some, in generally I think I take a little bit time to take decision. But uh, when I uh, once I have take my decision, my decision I won't change. But I will be at the start of the tour in Vendée, but uh, not uh, as a rider. But I cannot tell you in which uh, in which I, uh, my home is not so far, dog. Uh, so. I will be there. And one last question. What's next for you? Have you already thought about it? Because I was listening to Jean-Paul Bernard this morning. He said it, was, it, it took him five years to even go back to the Tour. Do you think you'll be back? You think, uh, yeah, next I think I will be back not so late. Uh, I think my future, professional future is in cycling. But uh, in which way, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I've always said that uh, I would enjoy to work for for TV, but uh, will I don't know if I will be good for this, if I will uh, enjoy, and uh, maybe later um, be part of a team uh, as a manager. Or but uh, first of all, I want to to take a little bit time for me, for my family. Okay, it's been lovely having you on the tour. It's been lovely having you on SBS. Thank you for. In 2016, Zwift launched a revolutionary talent ID program in partnership with the Canyon Shram Racing Women's World Tour team. The goals were pretty simple, to find world-class talent amongst the Zwift community and to help female cyclists of all abilities become stronger athletes. The winner of the Zwift Academy would be awarded a UCI World Tour contract with the Canyon Shram Racing team. Put simply, it's X Factor on bikes. In 2016, the winner was Lee Torvalson of Arkansas, USA, a new cyclist and ex-elite runner. And this July, she's in the thick of things, riding the Giro Rosa and La Corse by the Tour de France. It's just incredible. The Canyon Shram Zwift Academy is back in 2017, and you can register today. Check it out for yourself at ZwiftAcademy.com today. Uh, welcome back to the Zwift Tour de France podcast, and I'm here joined with uh, Dave Maca uh, on his rest day. What a lovely guy Tommy Vaucler is. 
Uh, he's a legend. He's a legend. Look, uh, well, I guess what I will say is I think a lot of the riders in the peloton have took a distaste to him over the years. But it's because he is who he is, and you're not always the most liked rider when you're the most popular. And the French fans and the public, they love him. And you, one thing you cannot deny is how good he was on the bike. And, you know, he's been great for TV over the years as well. He's, he's an animator. That's, that's what he's been. That's, that's how he will be defined. If you had to define him in one word, I think, as a cyclist, you'd say an animator. And, and, and not only that, he's backed it up. You know, the legs have done the talking. So, no, no, that was a real coup for you. It was a nice, uh, yeah. especially in English, uh, such a sit-down interview for the podcast, and we did it as well on TV, of course. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's fantastic, and no, nah, he's been a favourite of SBS's over the years. A bit sad for him to, for, a bit sad for us for him to go. Yeah, I think, I think, I always say not necessarily. Depend depends on how they retire. So he's made the announcement that he's retiring at the end of the tour, and I think no, no, it's good. I think when you're in control of your retirement, I, I don't necessarily think it's sad. There's, you know, bring on the next breed, which is, uh, you know, which he'd be saying that as well. Absolutely. Let's have a look at the stage that we have uh, tonight on uh, SBS. Uh, we come from Perigueux and we go to Bergerac, 178 kilometers ride. But first and foremost for the foodies, we are in the food heartland of France. So what, what sort of food we got? What can, I, what can I dig into? Mainly carbs and fats. Carbs and fat. So <laughs> what, good, what are good we ones. talking? What, what sort? We're talking uh, dog fat. We're talking uh, goose liver pate. We're talking uh, potatoes cooking dog fat. We're actually talking goose, uh, goose and dog fat pretty much. <laughs> so we're talking lard fat, lard and more of all of it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's you, nothing wrong about it. And you sound like it's normal. <laughs> it is. That's a, you know what I've never understood? I walk around France and everyone looks quite lean and trim and fit and healthy. How is it possible? The secret is, one, we sit down for our meal. We take about 30, 40, 50 minutes to eat. Portion size as well. Ah, uh, that's... Uh, well, you, you know what? You can say that because you know what it's like living in Australia. And uh, we, we're, 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 we're skating on thin ice, so maybe we better move on from that. Just take your time to eat. It's yes. fine. Let the food reach your belly before you want a second. That's, <laughs> that's how we do it in France. <laughs> Even the duck fat. You know what? Duck fat doesn't rush its way down <laughs> anyway. It sleeps very quickly. Uh, what's going to sleep very quickly as well is this stage. 178 kilometers, pretty flat. Uh, we're going to have a, a battle for the green jersey on this one. Yeah, totally, totally. It's, there's two Category 4 climbs and there's one intermediate sprint, but... No, at 100%, it's, uh, it is a day for the sprinters. The only, the only little uh, asterisk besides that is that we are into stage 10. Riders are getting tired, the sprinters are getting tired. We saw Demar the other day cracking on, on, on the first hilltops. So that, that, that's proven your point. Yes, exactly. And, so, and remember, the sprinters, their team are getting tired as well. So they either join forces and, and keep it together for a bunch sprint but, you know, we've seen the breaks that have really been trying and they've been controlling them, but that's early on. And the game changes when you get into the second and third week of a Grand Tour. Plus, they know what's coming their way as well in terms of the Pyrenees and the Alps that are still to come. That's right. They've got to get through them. And so team directors, a lot of team directors are ex-professional cyclists, so they understand. And, and a lot of them are not prepared to put their whole team on the front or five or six of their riders on the front for 80, 90 kilometres you know, to bury themselves, and then they've got to back up two days later to, to go into the mountains again and potentially risk being eliminated. So, yeah, it's a tricky one for the sprinters. It's not a foregone conclusion. You just made this stage very interesting to watch. Well, it is. I mean, these are the, you know, I hate the term. I think it's overused sometimes, but 
It's a transitional stage. It's um, it's an opportunist stage, and it's also a day for the sprinters because it's flat. But any of those three types of riders uh, can can win the stage. This is it for the episode 11 of the Zwift to the France podcast. Hope you enjoyed it as the others. If you do, uh, maybe drop us a line or maybe just drop us a line on Twitter or ratings on iTunes or on SoundCloud. You can stream this podcast and download it on SoundCloud, soundcloud.com slash cyclingcentral or from our website, sbs.com.au slash cyclingcentral. On behalf of the whole team here in France for SBS, bringing you this podcast daily, it's goodbye, au revoir for now, à demain. Thanks to Zwift for sponsoring the SBS Tour de France podcast. Every day throughout the Tour de France, there are SBS group rides that you can join and see how your wattage output compares to the likes of Richie Port and Chris Froome. Check it out today by visiting Zwift.com to learn more.